Our special time of teaching on Yom Kippur, Judgment Day, the Day of Atonement, it continues. And uh, you mentioned that we're about to head into Revelation. I know that there's a lot of judgment that yeah. takes place in that book. What are the connections between the two? Exactly. It's uh, having a heart like uh, Davey was just singing about to be all in, not just halfway in, but to be all in. It's what you want to be on Judgment Day. Uh, we're talking about Jesus being the high priest in heaven. And when you open up the book of Revelation, the first thing you see is Jesus, and he's dressed and working in the in the role of that high priest. So we see him in the heavenly sanctuary. Now I want you to think about it. A lot of times we just think from a very... Um, limited view because as Christians we have churches and and we go and we come and and that's kind of our understanding of it all but in heaven everything you saw in the Old Testament was in heaven the sanctuary the temple the tabernacle they're all in heaven still today right now there is a tabernacle in heaven so it's the heavenly sanctuary if you will and Jesus is in that and he's walking among these seven lampstands which are the seven churches he says he had in his hand seven stars, which are the angels of the seven churches. Jesus, in his priestly position in the heavenly sanctuary, has the angels of the whole church in his hand. Not just of seven first century churches in Asia Minor. His judgments and counsel to each of these churches is important to you and to me, to us, to focus on during these days of awe, and especially the Day of Atonement, to make sure we're not the ones he's describing. Boy, oh boy. To Ephesus, he says this, I know your works and your labor and your patience, how you cannot bear those who are evil, and you've tested them who say they're apostles and are not, and you've found them liars. So you're judging others correctly to help them and to set them free. In other words, your judgments, you know, you're set at 10, you're doing well in judgment. Nevertheless, I have something against you because you've left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you've fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and will remove your candlestick out of its place unless you repent. In other words, Without love, you have no reason to exist. But this you have. You hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Now, the Nicolaitans considered it irrelevant if Christians committed adultery or ate foods which had been offered to idols since it was the soul and spirit that were important, not the deeds of the body. That's what the Nicolaitans believed. Jude described them as certain men have crept in unnoticed to turn the grace of our God into lewdness, defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of authority. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit. So this is all going on in this church of Ephesus, and they're dealing with judging really well, but their judgment has made their hearts kind of grow cold. And they're no longer loving, and that means just because you're great at judging, he doesn't give you free pass. You have to love. That's the greater gift in this one. So, to the church in Smyrna, fear none of these things which you shall suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be faithful to death, and I'll have you give you a crown of life. Now, of course, again, the ten days of awe is this that tribulation time. So, again, you even hear, see it in Smyrna here. You're going to have tribulation ten days. So, you have this theme playing out. To Pergamus, I have a few things against you because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, 
who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, to commit fornication. So you also had those who have hold to the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Sounds familiar, which I hate. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. To the Thyatira, I know your works in love and service and faith and your patience and your work. I mean, who would want God to say that to them? I love your works, your love, your service, your faith, your patience, and your works. And the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. Because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idol. And I gave idols. I gave her space to repent of her fornication. She did not repent. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and those who commit adultery with her into a great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death. All the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and will give to every one of you according to your works. So think about this. Jezebel calls herself a prophetess. These are ministers. These are pastors. These are they're teaching that sin is okay. You don't need to repent because you're covered by grace. So there's some scary moments in these seven churches. Ezekiel 3.18 says this, When I say to a wicked person, you will surely die, and you do not warn them or speak out to dissuade them from their evil ways in order to save their life, that wicked person will die for their sin, and I will hold you accountable for their blood. So Jezebel is very present in the church and very easy to recognize. So one of the things we have to recognize is for us in this day and time, in this end times church that we live in, Jezebel is present in the church and very easy to recognize. And we need to determine and maybe discern that ability so we can recognize her around us so we don't begin to walk in that. To the church in Sardis, I know your works, that you have a name, that you live, but you're dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you've received and heard. Hold fast and repent. If therefore you do not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. You have a few names, even in Sardis, which are not defiled their garments. They shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcomes the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot his name out of the book of life. As you know, the book of life is kind of the whole theme of Elul, the trumpets, the days of awe, and especially of the day of atonement. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. In Philadelphia, because you've kept the word of my patience, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those that dwell on the earth. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have so that you, no one will take away your crown. And again, the whole idea of your name being in the book of life, it's sealed there so you don't lose your crown. In Laodicea, the last church, I know you were, since you're neither cold nor hot. I were that you were cold or hot, so that because you are lukewarm, neither cold or hot, I'll spew you out of my mouth, because you say I'm rich and increased in goods, and have need of nothing. You do not know that you're wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold tried in the fire, that you may be rich, and white raiment, that you may be clothed, and that the shame of your nakedness may not appear and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. So that's a long way to go. But those are the seven churches, the seven angels, the seven churches, all of those at the on the day of judgment that God is standing. It gives you a little preview looking forward where God is trying to say, I don't want you to have to go through this in this way. But this is what's coming when I sit in judgment over the church. Uh, we don't want to be found that way. We want to be 
well done. Well done. That's what we mm. want to hear. So that's why we get that. So, you know, the books you might want to read during this Day of Atonement, if you're able to stop and fast and, and be still, one is the book of Jonah, the other is Revelation.